Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, April 21st, the Anything Goes podcast with, of course, Chris and Jimmy. What's going on, Chris? Man. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, you know, it does feel like that. We, we missed Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I, like I told you guys, once lacrosse season starts, uh, you know, the games are sporadic and they don't start till late. So we don't get home till late. So we don't, uh, we don't push our luck too much. Uh, we didn't have anything tonight, so we're good. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, interesting, interesting week. A lot of things going on this week. Uh, of course you got the resurgence of Hunter's investigation, Hunter Biden's investigation, uh, going on. And I actually just got a buzz, uh, a feed, uh, that said that his attorneys, uh, have just engaged with, uh, DOJ in regards to the investigation into him. So we'll see what comes of that. Uh, shouldn't be a mystery to anybody that, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that have been that have come out with that this week to include the IRS special agent who wants whistleblower protection status to come and testify in front of Congress about the whole thing, about how the uh, basically how the investigation, you know, has been basically corrupted by uh, by the White House and, and by the DOJ because he's the president's son. So Absolutely, yeah. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, more, more to follow. Um, and then again, his his uh, his attorneys today uh, engaging with uh, DOJ investigators apparently uh, regarding the story. So I, I have a feeling there's a lot more to come. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, I like to I like to uh, look at the dynamics. Uh, you know, I, I tell you all the time, I watch a bunch of I watch a bunch of congressional hearings and stuff. And like, we'll use the January 6th hearing as an example where, you know, when the Democrats were fully in control, they absolutely refused to bring any witness forward uh, to testify that would say anything contrary to where they wanted to go with it. Um, and they wouldn't allow the Republicans to they wouldn't even allow the Republicans to put the members on the committee that they wanted on there. So it's completely one-sided. Well, now the Jim Jordan, who's running the Judiciary Committee, uh, is is kind of doing the same thing. Um, and all you hear is screaming and yelling from the left, like, oh, you you haven't allowed one of our witnesses. I'm like, well, hold on, because a year ago, yeah, you guys said it was perfectly fine. It was your hearing. You could do what you wanted. So that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. You know, you know, they threaten the same thing. Double standards. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and they threaten the same thing. Um, what was it? Uh, the Senate. Oh, when uh, when they they basically nuke the nuke the filibuster in the Senate for Supreme Court justices, and they told them, "Don't do it. Don't change the threshold from sixty to to uh, a majority, because it's going to come back to bite you in the ass." They, Harry Reid decided to do it anyway, and what happened? What happened? Donald Trump got to put three Supreme Court justices on the court because of their rule. And, of course, then they screamed and cried about it. Oh, we should go back to the 60. And it's like, no, you changed the rule. And when you changed the rule, we told you 
that this is what we were going to do. So, yeah, it, it's just it's it's hilarious to watch uh, the, you know, if you have a memory that's more than a year long, um, you know, it's it's undeniable that yeah, they're are they doing it? Absolutely. Are they doing it? Unknowingly, no, because they told you a year ago they were going to do it. They told you when the next time they got control of the house, they were going to do the same exact thing to you. So no crying. And now, of course, that's all they're doing is crying. So, yeah. I'm trying to see. How do you know it's an election year? <laughs> okay, I mean, man. This stuff is this stuff is just never ending though, um, you know. Yeah, go. What do you got? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I feel like uh, it feels like it's it's like never ending as far as like there's always an election on the horizon because if it's not the presidential election, it's the house. You know, because the house is every two years, the president's every four years, the house and senate are every two years. Well. Not all of them, obviously, but but that's when the elections are um, midterm elections. And so so really every two years you have an election. So the cycle never really ends. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about Joe Biden specifically, you know, the, the biggest complaint from the left has been he's not doing what we what we thought he was going to do. Right. He's not doing what we thought he was going to do. Well, now all of a sudden. He comes out with this $30 trillion green energy uh, push here in this week. Um, of course, of course, he's back on the assault weapons ban uh, BS conversation again, uh, even though, you know, I, I haven't been able. You know me. I go online. I troll. That's what I do. Um, uh, I haven't I haven't been able to get any of them to uh, explain to me how the Nashville shooter how the, the weapons that she had were, were assault weapons because they're not a, they weren't ARs. Oh, matter yeah. of fact, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that one of them was a pistol with a brace and the other one was a uh, shot a nine millimeter bullet. Hmm. So neither one of them were ARs and, but you know, well, let's lump them all together. Washington state, uh, is actually in the process if they have not already. They may have already passed it today or yesterday. Yeah, I, no, I heard that they they did. Or actually, I'm not sure if it was Washington. I just I, I think it was some northwestern state. But yeah, they. So so that's getting to the point that I was getting ready to bring up is I I totally agree, but I don't like the argument about like the failure to define um, what an assault weapon because. Right. I agree. Like I said, they're not, they're just blanketly, you know, throwing out the term, but clearly some states have, have issued this assault weapons ban. Right. And we've had an assault weapons ban in the past and there's been some sort of definition. There's been restrictions in place. So whether or not they define it, they, maybe they just pick out six, 10, whatever arbitrary rifles and call that the the assault weapons ban that's still effectively getting done what they want done even though it's not because it's not going to get the result that they want right uh in the end well it has nothing to do with the results it has to do with votes 
exactly that's what i'm saying so like they're gonna celebrate hey we got this assault weapons ban passed blah 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 and then it's just an incremental step that's why i have a problem with it and i'm not gonna i think it, it is good to push back and say well what is this how are you defining this mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then, you know you bring up the statistics and show them that actually it's pistols that are responsible for many 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 more of the deaths um when it or even just the shootings, not even the deaths. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But gun violence in general. Um, and most of it is, and oh, by the way, they always, they never break it down into the categories in these How many were suicides? Most of them. Yeah, I mean, you how have. Many, how many were domestic dispute issues? Most of them. Or a lot of them. How many well, were gang related? Most of them. Well, and, and I mean, you have to, and the, uh, the, number that you can't even really factor is how many acts of violence were prevented from that gun existing true for the gun and in and that's just existing uh, there's uh, there are pretty good numbers i want to say of guns being used in defense and mm-hmm. protecting people um i mean it's it's so hypocritical and every time somebody uh especially in Congress uh, or a really celebrity, whoever it is that says that they're talking about, Hey, I want this ban. Uh, we need to ban guns or blah, blah, blah. We need to call them out and say, okay, I guess you, so you right now are withdrawing their, your own protection. You will no longer be allowed to be protected with guns. Right. right? We, yeah. And that should be the, that they should right. issue that. Get rid of the Capitol police. Yeah. Get rid of get rid of you know personal security and bodyguards. Right. AOC, you can no longer have them. Uh, squad members, you can no longer hire personal security uh, that has firearms. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, here's exactly. what the state of Washington. Here's what the state of Washington's uh, assault weapons ban uh, says. Uh, they identified 65 specific weapons. Uh, but then the next paragraph, so I think the AK, any kind of AK-47, AK-74s, AK AR-15 platforms, uh, those are all identified by name. Uh, but then the next paragraph says, any weapon that has the following attachments. So now you get into collapsible stock, muzzle brake, foregrip. So any weapon that can carry any of those is now also banned. That doesn't even make sense if you're talking about can carry because then they're going to say 30-round magazines. Well, you can put... Well, 10-round mags is also in there. Oh, you can put those magazines in the smallest of pistols almost. You know, sure. there, there's attachments that you can, you, you know, you can use for that. It's just... Well, it's, it's, undoubtedly, this is going to be challenged um, probably and if if they if they voted on it today which i didn't look they may have done it yesterday afternoon i don't know um but undoubtedly as soon as it gets passed in the law it's getting challenged because it also prohibits the sale of manufacturing of distribution of any of those firearms within the state so it's going to get challenged um it'll most likely get thrown out um, it is interesting because we're seeing extremes on both ends with mm-hmm. the gun laws and gun legislation. Um, you know, where states are 
or reverting back to constitutional carry. I, I say reverting back because yeah, I think know, 29 states now have constitutional carry. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and then we're seeing this this major push, but uh, against assault weapons or whatever. But that's I don't know who thinks, hey, this is actually going to prevent anything. I'm sure if whatever, if, if you banned. I, I, I don't even know, because I, I can't give you the assault rifle <laughs> definition. Right. I, I mean, I can't. I'm trying to like. Give well, and that's my problem. How do you how do you legislate what you can't define? Yeah, like like you know you can't def, you if you can't define something. First of all, the the phrase assault weapon assault is a physical act, not a thing. Yeah, right. Well, it's not it's not an item. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's just say that the AR fifteen is the most popular platform. And let's just say that's the only thing they ban. Okay. Uh, does that have the potential to prevent? I no, I, I should prevent is the um, the wrong term. Minimize maybe to to uh, be not involved or include, but I, I want to say prevent because. But my point is um, that it will not happen. The result will end up being somebody will not die at the hands of that AR that would have been sold. Right. I think right. that's very possible. But again, you are, then you're discounting all the other opportunities and ways that people can commit their violence without yeah. that rifle, with right. another rifle, with another type of weapon. Right. Um, they're they're going to do what they're going to do in general. Um, if they don't have easy access to an AR-15, they're going to find something else to do what they want to do because they're a crazy person. Yeah. Um, well, and it's no different. I mean, that's a good that's a good segue, actually, because that it goes into the the other topic that we were going to discuss tonight, where, you know, uh, Hebron, New York, where uh, this girl was in her vehicle with her three friends. Um, they pull into the wrong driveway. This nutbag steps out on his porch and rips off two rounds at the car and kills her that's not the gun that's the idiot who walked out on his porch and just decided that it was a good idea to shoot bullets in a random vehicle because they mistakenly pulled into his driveway and i think that i think he actually even shot when they were turning around they pulled in apparently it's a long driveway they pulled in and they were turning to, you know, to so they could turn around and back or, and come back out onto the road when he capped off these two rounds at him. I, I mean, I'll even, I'll even give, I mean, who knows what really happened, but let's say these were kids and they were doing a prank or something. They were driving in the driveway on purpose and they knew that this guy was grumpy and they went in there and they were flashing their lights. Like, I'll give them all that. Right. It's still insane for you to yeah. rip off a couple rounds yeah. at a car like that. To think that if that that's your go-to remedy, then you have you have issues beyond anything a gun has to do with. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's very tragic and unfortunate that um, that actually happened up like right up where I grew up in New in upstate New York, very small town, Hebron, not not a big town at all, um, pretty pretty rural. Um, Everyone up there has guns. I mean, 
everybody, almost everybody up there hunts and, and, and does all those things. So uh, it's not unusual up in that part. Believe it, or, believe it or not, folks, there are parts of New York that, you know, are like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, to think for that to be your go-to remedy for something like that is not a gun issue. No, exactly. The, the That's gun a person is issue. So yeah, but it, of course, but the problem is, is it just steam? It just feeds that narrative uh, for the left that oh, and you know, we're going to talk about the other one too. The uh, the the young black male who knocked on the wrong door. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the issue that I wanted to bring up or, or touch on is what what bothered me the most about this. And and um, I, I see a lot of conservative commentators going pretty hard against the um, the elderly man, the 84 year old gentleman who shot this kid Um and I say, and I, don't, I, I only say that because there's a lot of hearsay about what happened and why right. it happened. Right. Um, they're basically saying like he was he was clearly doing something racist, or he was yeah. clearly. And I'm like, how how are you making that call? Like I'm. Well, I that's just, the that's the that's the the virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agreed. It's like. Well, they're trying to take the opportunity to placate the other side. Mm. And and it doesn't I just I'm like, why are you jumping to that conclusion when nobody no, nobody knows what happened? What 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 it sounds, you know, you can you can make it a reasonable assumption and, and claim that it's a reasonable assumption based on the totality of facts that have been presented or information that have been presented. But like or, if you know, if the guy said, hey. I'm just tired of seeing black kids walk up on my porch and I just had enough of it. Like right. that would be, that would be something you can say, okay, I acknowledge this, but like, who knows what happened? But the, the simple fact is it sounds, or it sounds very clear that the, what was his name? Ralph Yarl, Ralph Yarl, mm-hmm. the young man who um, went, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, right. To by all accounts and reports, didn't do anything wrong. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and thought he thought he was in the right place, uh, trying to pick up his siblings, I believe. Um, whether or not he tried to enter the house or not is that's where it gets a little iffy. I mean, I find it hard to believe that somebody opened the door and started blasting at somebody that wasn't trying to get in their home, wasn't mm. trying to open the door. Um, my best guess is like, this was a mistake on both parts. Yeah. Um, even though Ralph wasn't at fault because he didn't know he had no intent of doing anything wrong, but it was a mistake, a mistake to be there. And, and the, something that hasn't been talked about in all the coverage of this that I've seen is if there that when when the attorneys um, said that race is a is clearly a factor in this issue, that could to me that could simply be there are there is a high number of uh, young black men breaking into homes in the area, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and, and not even in the area. I don't care where it is, but like who's committing these crimes? Unfortunately, that's the demographic. 
It's a very unfortunate thing, but there's a reason why stereotypes exist. And yeah. I'm not, please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to justify why this guy did what he did. Uh, I don't think, I think he went to an extreme measure by shooting somebody. Absolutely. Um, with that, well, look, without, at the Kyle, look at, look at what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse before yeah. the trial. I yeah. mean, he got executed in the, in the media yeah. before any, you know, Oh my God, he shot him because he's racist. He, he did this because he was racist. He did that because he was racist. He didn't and then the trial was up. And guess what? Since the trial, you have not heard. Well, I mean, except the fact that he got millions and millions and millions of dollars from all of those networks that accused him of those things um, because they falsely accused him of it. But it, it'll, it's the same thing here. And when you have the, when you have the, when the left has a narrative, rest assured that the media, the mainstream media is going to flow and provide whatever fuel they can to that narrative. And they obviously haven't learned their lesson because you know, here we go again, because, you know, we don't know what happened in, in this instance. We don't know. We don't know the totality of the details. Right. You know, what it sounds like up front is, you know, you got an 84 year old guy who's yeah. potentially scared off his ass that somebody's at his door. Yes. Um, I don't know what time, I don't know what time of day it was. It's or, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I mean, got an 84-year-old guy in a house who's probably scared shitless that someone's banging on his door at 10 o'clock at night. That doesn't, ex again, if your go-to is, you know, I'm going to shoot whoever's knocking on my door, that's obviously not the right way to handle it. Right. Um, but we don't know the totality of the circumstances. So how Do we know that this guy's house hadn't been broken into re recently? Exactly. Do we, do we not, do we know whether, you know, a bunch of kids, you know, threw shit through his window recently or, or something. I, I don't know. And all we're trying to do by like tossing out these questions is to identify why it wasn't a racist, right? Clearly racist act. It was probably it was wrong for him to shoot somebody, but that doesn't mean he has anything to do with like he just shot him because he was black, right? No. But that's the narrative. That's the virtue signaling. And of course, you know, like you said. The virtue signaling part. Let's tell them what. Let's tell them what uh, old Joe yeah. Biden did. Yeah. So that. So that. This is. I. I strayed away from my point, and that's what I. I brought up the double standards because it infuriates me that this is. Why is this the primary story um, that we're hearing about? Only because it fits that narrative. There's all right. these other cases that mm -hmm. that are, are not nearly talked about, like the case you brought up in New York where the young female was shot and actually killed. Um, and then uh, also, and so what happened was with this Ralph Yarrow case, Ralph and his mother get a call from Joe Biden and they speak with Joe Biden for over an hour because the guy is lost and doesn't know what he's doing anyway. But like uh, he invited him and his mother to the white house. Why? Yeah. Why did he do that? How much other things has he ignored? But did he call, did Joe Biden call the father, the, the young father of this young woman who was shot and murdered uh, by this crazy other guy? I don't know. He doesn't fit the narrative. It was a white guy who shot a white female. Right. And there was another guy in North Carolina who shot and wounded a six-year-old girl and 
her parents tracked mm. down her parents uh, after children went to retrieve a basketball that had rolled into his yard. He shot this six-year-old girl. And I, I, I haven't figured it out, but I assume that the girl is black mm. also. But this is a black male shot uh, another young girl. And if it was a white girl or a black girl, it, I guess it probably doesn't matter um, because it, did, it didn't fit in that narrative. But I guarantee Joe Biden did not call this family. Right. He did not call. He did not invite them to the White House. What's with this double standard? It's it, yeah. it so goes back to the same thing. We're coming. He He's within a year almost within a year of being up for re-election. So now all the Green New Deal stuff, all the racist racism stuff, the folks, you know, he's doing all this stuff with transgenders, um, uh, the LGBTQ plus community, you know, all of a sudden this stuff's all starting to ramp back up, not because he really legitimately gives a shit about it, but yeah. because it's going to garner votes. How's his cabinet members been, all these LGBTQ yeah. Whatever cabinet members, how how are the, how well are they doing in there? In there, yeah. And what happened to Pete Buttigieg? Does he still have a job? Because nobody's heard from him in months. Oh well, yeah. The he just we just heard about him because he just had tried to explain why uh, traffic or the road designs are racist. Yeah, but that was like four months ago. Oh, I thought this was very recent. Oh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard a peep out of Buttigieg since right after the train crash. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it was very this this just happened. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't hear it. Uh, so this was April 17th. They said a lot a lot of people don't understand even down to road fatalities. It is not equal. Um hmm. We have a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that is comparable to gun violence. Uh, and he blamed discrimination for the disparities in numbers of minority drivers and pedestrians killed on the nation's roadways. Hmm. And we see a lot of racial disparities. Black and brown Americans, tribal citizens, and rural residents are much more likely to, lo likely to lose their lives whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There's a lot of reasons related to discrimination and related to even the ways the roads are designed and built. Hmm. Who has access to safe street design that has crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access and can drive disparities? And we have a responsibility to act on that. This is absurd to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I so, so just so I'm clear on what he's saying, whoever... Whoever designs roads and designs streets designs them based on the predominance of the population that lives in that area. Yeah, we we only want to make sure that white communities have good road designs and good lighting, good streets. Yeah. Okay. So I so I understood what he was saying there that you know everybody because I'm sure there's no. I'm sure there's no black or Hispanic people that are involved in any part of that process of building and designing any roads in America. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sure there's none. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure that, you know, at the federal level, there's no minorities involved in the Department of Interior or, or, or any agency that might, you know, 
participate in bridge building or, 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 or anything like that. I'm sure there's not. Um, but just, you know, again, it's pushing the ideology, right? Everything's racist. My, here's my thing. If everything's racist, nothing's racist. Exactly. Because if everything is racist, then racism doesn't exist. It can't because if it's if it's everything, if if you say systemic racism, if everything is systemically racist, racism is systemic racism, then there can't be any racism because it's then it's not racism; it's normal, right? Yep. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, you know, unfortunately. And, and this this it goes for a bunch of other things too. Unfortunately, you know, being called a racist, being called a, a transphobe or a homophobe or anything, they mean nothing anymore. No, I I, I don't know. You I, you like to watch some of the um, I've watched a lot of the congressional mm -hmm. testimonies as well. Um, I, I like to watch. I, I prefer to watch commentary that are that include a debate. Mm -hmm. um, or, or at least questioning, back and forth questioning, because I like to hear people's opinions in both sides. I don't like to just hear somebody spew. But, I, you know, listening to a couple events recently with Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire and Matt Walsh, and I generally kind of skip through their speech and just go right to the question and answer portion. Or uh, actually, Michael Knowles just, just participated in a debate. But my, my point is, at these events and testimonies and things like that, we hear these children just all they're doing is screaming you know things like trans rights or human rights or whatever right. and they just scream and they just want to shout people down yeah what do you, what do you like what do you think you're accomplishing there with that if you're not willing to have a dialogue with somebody well the problem is jimmy they can't have a dialogue because everything yeah. that they everything that they say is surface level they scream out what the MSN, the mainstream media, tells them is what's wrong with the country, which, of course, aligns directly with the ideology of the left. With no context, no, no deep dive, no nothing below the surface. So all they know, and particularly when you get into these, uh, even I would even say college age kids, for the most part, that are doing this kind of shit, they can't go, they can't go a layer below. I just don't feel I just don't get it that these these children haven't progressed since they were two years old. I feel, I feel like they must have not had parents because yeah, the first time that your two year old is like, I want ice cream. I'm and they just stomp around. I want ice cream. I want ice cream. I want ice cream. Uh, if that parent was a parent and they don't nip it in the bud right then and say and and don't give them that ice cream and they don't address the fact that that's not how you get things right then uh, then how did they ha if they had that how have they gotten to this point i just don't yeah. understand because that's exactly how they're acting is my point yeah. they're they're acting like two and three year olds throwing a tantrum they're not gonna gonna get anything done that way other than just rage like and the like, problem is nobody pays attention to them now like you know, but, the, but they're good at like building a mob. I mean, there's a lot of them. Well, that's because they're all again. It goes back to the ideology that's been created within those communities where they're always the victim. Nothing they, you know, when you're raising kids to believe 
that you're never going to be able to be successful in life because of the color of your skin from the time that they're two, three, four years old. And that's all they're told by their parents that you're always going to be a victim because you're black. You're always going to be less. You're always going to be thought of as less than human uh, by white people um, your whole life. They don't know anything else. They don't know that there's any different because that's all their parents and their communities have taught them. And, and the sad part is, is that's because their parents have bought in to this leftist ideology of, vic of permanent fucking victimhood. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I don't blame the kids because they, I really feel like they don't know any different. You know, how many of them actually leave the hometown that they grew up in? Not a whole bunch of them. The one, and you know, if you don't ever leave and go out into the world and actually see how the rest of the world really functions outside of your, you know, uh, I don't your borough or your. No, I'd you know. I'd stop short by saying that everybody should be required to kind of experience that because I mean I don't know I I didn't really I mean and I didn't need to but I did travel a little bit in the military but I didn't need to do that to really understand and appreciate it like. So, right. but, but you also didn't have parents yes. from the time you were two years old telling you that you're a victim and telling you yeah. you could never succeed. Yeah. That's why I just don't know like how we can enforce it, but like, you're absolutely right. That's what needs to happen is these people need to get a taste of real world and actual responsibilities. And I don't even think it's like not even the parents telling their children that they're victims, but they're also like these white liberal parents right. who are teaching their children that they are oppressors and blah blah right. blah or i mean they're still not adjusting to what reality is right. not, and and they're so entitled to everything and i'm yeah. sorry like you don't deserve anything now that's the reality right. of it I'm, that's just reality well and this is the whole push now where you've seen that Biden and the rest of them have gotten away from saying the word equality. The word equality, you cannot find the word equality in any of their stuff anymore. Now it's equity. So equity is the new word that they're using in place of equality because they sound similar. So they must mean the same thing, right? No. Equal means you have the same opportunity. Equality the same opportunity. Equity means everybody should have the same thing, no matter how one side gets it over the other or from the other. So equity means if you're standing at a fence, this is, I saw this analogy not too long ago. You got a, an adult male standing at a fence and he can see over the fence without a box. You have uh, another person who can't quite see over the fence. So, that, so he gets a box and then you have a, a child who's standing on two boxes, but originally all three of those boxes were the adults, but he, because he could already see over the fence, he had to give up his boxes so that they could see over the fence too. So it was equitable, not equal because they were his boxes. He, he was forced to give up his boxes. So obviously a rudimentary description but it just shows that, you know, hey, you know what? You want to be able to see over the fence? Well, you know, go buy a box. 
Go buy your own box. Why do I have to give up my box so that you can do something that I can do? And this is, I don't know if you heard, uh, you know, fuck you if you have a good credit score now. Why is that? Oh, you didn't hear? Starting May 1st, and this is by, an, uh, I believe, an executive order. If you have a credit score over 700, you are going to pay higher rates on loans to make up for the people who have below a 700 credit score. I think I did see a headline on that, but I didn't look into it. That's crazy. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, that just totally defeats the purpose. So just stop paying your fucking bills. Yeah, it, not, yeah, I always feel like I've always looked at stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? This seems like if I can qualify for all these credits and I don't have to actually be accountable for it at some point, what I'm going to do is build it all up, yeah. get all these loans and take them all out at the same time and then just never, never pay just back. Just default on them because yeah. they're going to be covered. Yeah. They're basically trying to, you know, they're basically, so everyone who's paid their bills on time, everyone who pays their mortgage on time, everyone who pays their car payment on time, um, you know, fuck it. Why do it? That's Why great. do it? After May 1st, it doesn't matter because, and, and they said the average was uh, the people with credit scores over 700 are going to be paying 40 to $80 more a month on loans to cover the people who they're going to give loans to that have less than a 700 credit score. I don't even understand like how yeah. it's all part. Of, and again, crazy. why did this come up now? Cause Joe Biden's getting ready to run for re-election. He's getting ready to announce it this week. And you mentioned it with whatever $30 trillion bill you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that dude has got to have set some kind of record for most money given away and spent whatever, like, yeah budgeting like how, how can it even be close to balancing a budget i mean he has yeah. spent money like an insane person i donald trump spent a lot of money too don't i i'm not excusing that yeah, our last our last five presidents have spent ridiculous amounts of money it, it's not that's not that's not different from one party to another having said that the amount of money that has been authorized and or already spent under this president is absolutely six trillion dollars i think six i think it was six trillion dollars over any other president two years into his first first term i mean that's just astronomical i i mean and i don't even know if that includes the things that he's proposed and tried to do and hasn't and it hasn't even worked um, yeah. I just don't understand. It's like, hey, here's all this money for everybody. Like, what happened to we don't have that money? That money doesn't exist. If you want more, if the public demands more of this, then you need to pay more in taxes. Yeah, and you, need, you need to make that call. We're, I'm not going to force you to do it because that would be wrong. Uh, I like I we talked about my my plan for taxes um, previously. Um, talking about, you know, hey, how people we need allow people to invest money more where they want to spend their money. We should not be spending, we should not be stealing people's money to pay foreign aid at all. Right. Zero. If anybody wants it's to, certainly not the amounts we are exactly. 
and to who we are. Part of this whole Green New Deal, $30 trillion shit, a good portion of that money, guess where it's going? It's going to help China. China, China and, and um, Pakistan's uh, LGBTQ, like, uh, <laughs> diversity policies and whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to continue. You can't can't let that program fail. You got to keep boosting that up. That's right. That's right. Because they, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand straight foreign aid at all. Like foreign trade, whatever. Like there's investing in things, but like foreign aid of just handing out money or this ridiculous amount of money to Ukraine. And now, I mean, we're sending more than just money to Ukraine. Who knows what's going on? There's a lot of stuff with these leaks that have come out. Um, but I think it was Joe Biden who said in what was it in the beginning of the war, he said that, oh, we're not sending tanks. If we send tanks, that that's World War Three. And what does he do this year? Yeah. Send tanks to Ukraine. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, um, the jets will be the jets will be next. Yeah. Um, you know, we've already the we've already sent plenty of the missile defense stuff. Um and all that. So, look, I, do I think that we need to do something to make sure that Russia doesn't embolden themselves more than they did with this whole thing with Ukraine? Sure. I, I think we – but why are we the ones doing it? They're not on our doorstep. No, and they're never going to be on our doorstep because they've already proven that their military is basically shit. If they, if they weren't, with the numbers – and the size of their country and the number of troops and stuff that they have, they would have stomped all over Ukraine already. And, you know, in a hundred days, that would have been over. And here we are coming up on a year, or we might even be a little over a year now. Oh yeah. It was in February. February was a year. Yeah. So we're over a year and there's been absolutely zero movement in the last five months. Well, to me, this is, well, I mean, yeah, I'm all for in the battlefield but like to me it seems obvious that russia has figured out that oh you know what and uh, because of russia's alliance with china now mm-hmm. which has um, been emboldened right but the, they're obviously working together like hey this is working well in our favor uh, uh, america is bleeding itself um out to support ukraine they can't mm-hmm. back down on it now because right. then, you know, they'll just be like that. Then it'll all have been for naught, and um, and then. So after you know, after they continue to bleed us out, and then China wants to make a move on Taiwan. Well, that that makes it a little bit easier for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that's why China is is giving support to Russia, as much as they can. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's sickening. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I've never understood. Now, I understand to a degree sending aid money to certain countries for specific, for very specific things. This uh, blanket annual. And you'll have to really uh, educate me because I don't see many of those things happen. Maybe there are, but. Well, the problem is, is I think the original intent of aid was for very specific things. Like, food shortages, like water, uh, not no access to water, 
feel like we should. Yeah, but I feel like we've learned. We should have learned by now that either we need to go in and just actually specifically build their infrastructure for them. Um, not giving money is the is the worst thing right. possible because half that money I guarantee is taken off the top, and yeah. or not most of it, and put in generals' pockets and politics. Absolutely, right. absolutely is, and and again, that's why none of these. And so, again, I go back to, I think that that was the original intent. And I don't necessarily have any heartburn with that. Monitored properly, of course, that it's being used for what it was sent for. But you got like this guy in Uganda who, the other day who's, and I think I talked about it on our last show a little bit, where he basically said, hey, United States, yeah, you go ahead and keep sending me this aid money. Because you know what? China and Russia are sending me military equipment. They're training us militarily. They're doing all those things. So you guys worry about your LGBTQ issues and your transgender issues. You guys keep focusing on that. And China and Russia are giving me all this other shit that I really need. So, yeah, they don't have to buy the influence because they're stepping in in the hole in the vacuum that we've created by not doing those things. So anyway... Um, we'll see what happens with all this. Uh, obviously, things are going to start ramping up now that we have uh, RFK Jr. Uh, announced his run against Biden. Um, I'm not sure he's really a super threat to Biden. Having said that, if they're looking for an alternative for him not to run, he's not a bad candidate. He's a big anti-vaxxer, though. Exactly. Uh, now, that's why I think he's so he's obviously somewhat of a moderate. Mm -hmm. um, and and you can't be somewhat of a moderate this day and age on the left. Right. You have to be hardcore, all in left. Yeah. And if you're not, uh, so the only thing I can hope is that it brings more and more people to that realization that you can be moderate. And yeah. then and basically that's going to lead you to side and realize that rational conversation is really only happening on the right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I, the other girl, Miriam, I think her first name is, is the other congresswoman who's not, who said she's running. Um, I, I don't know anything about her. Um, I don't even think I've ever even heard her speak. And I don't think that she's really garnering any attention whatsoever. Uh, but RFK Jr., I, I think we'll looking hear for an alternative. He's not a bad one. Yeah, I think we'll hear plenty more out of her. Um, I've heard, uh, you know, I've heard her a lot coming, but I, I don't know how much. Have we talked about Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, we brought him up a few times. Yeah. But, man, um, as of right now, that's who I'd go all in for. I feel like he, they need we need to see more more push to, um, to bring him to the public eye and listen to him. I mean, because for all the – and I, ha I hope I'm not repeating myself. I feel like I've had this conversation a thousand times in my mind. But for all the people – that are like, how do we get a Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Like, why are these our candidates? It's because we're ignoring, you know, we're yeah. playing this popularity game. We're ignoring these really smart, rational people. And, and all the things I liked about Donald Trump, about him being a businessman and not being so politically minded. Boom. Vivek Ramaswamy is that guy. He's a self-made billionaire, you know, built businesses over time. Um, he's super energetic and rational and his thought process um, he's still in he's think feeling out ideas and ways to to go about things but he's super rationalized um 
I I think he I think he trumps. Um, I, Trump is probably wor- uh, not a good term to throw in, in <laughs> but he's he's better in that sense than uh, Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis to me is just a politician. He's just right. another politician who I don't like. Mm. I like Trump because he's not a politician, even though he's become one over time. Um, he's playing that game of just politics and just winning winning favor for his ego and that kind of a thing. But um, right now I'm all on board the Ramaswamy train. I'll so, definitely have to look more into him because I haven't, I haven't heard, I think I've heard him speak maybe once or twice. No, I've listened um, and to you know, that goes, that goes straight to your point. Yeah. Like I, I pay attention to politics and I haven't paid attention to him. Yeah. He's, he's been in my circles. I mean, I've listened to a lot of his interviews. I mean, he has his own podcast and whatnot. You have, there's plenty of opportunity to listen to the guy's thoughts. And there's a few things that there's a few things that I uh, question that maybe he's going a little hardcore on. Um, I, I guess specifically the FBI I have to be careful with uh, uh, supporting his outright plan to dismantle the FBI and some other things. But he, I think he's on board with with uh, he wants to shut down a lot of these agencies um, who I think have basically are too far gone uh yeah i don't know if i necessarily believe that about certain things i don't think you can get rid of the fbi personally probably not but but still like but you can certainly change the uh how the fbi is being used currently yeah no exactly yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely you can you can fix something you know from the ground up rather than uh having to destroy it completely um but my my point is this isn't some lunatic who's going to come in and just put a torch to everything. He's a very rational person who's going to listen to mm. smart people and have discussions. So, like, I don't care. I, I don't care about some of these people because they're not going to uh, just push their their own personal agendas or something and not listen to uh, rational conversations and thoughts. So, yeah. um, so that's, uh, you know, that's why I always liked Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard and Tulsi Gabbard mm-hmm. is basically essentially flipped from a Democrat. Um, but Andrew Yang, same kind of deal. He's more, he was much more left leaning. Um, but his, he, he came from an honest position. Right. He was always having an honest discussion and I, I I always appreciate that about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think that as we get closer and closer and, you know, I think uh, as we get into like debates and those kinds of things, those, those types of things will start to shape themselves out more because I mean, you, you virtually know what you're going to hear from Trump. You virtually know what you're going to hear from Biden. It's not the, yeah. the larger population doesn't necessarily know what they're going to hear from these people in that kind of a setting. Um, you know, you can you can kind of get a good feel for what you're going to hear from a Nikki Haley uh, or a Tim Scott uh, because they've already had a national platform. Um, yeah. But these other folks, like even though RFK Jr. Uh, is a congressman, um, you really don't hear a lot about him, especially being a Kennedy. Um, you don't hear a lot about him and other than, you know, they got pissed off at him because he was like one of the only Democrats that was like an anti-vaxxer. Um, 
but you don't really hear a lot about his politics, which leads me to believe that he's not favored amongst the other elected Democrats in office because they never talk about him. And actually, they've kind of gone after him a little bit since he announced he was running. Oh, like um, I said, you unless you are all in yeah. on this propaganda, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna support you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think the next uh, probably I would say I my understanding. Of course, we heard this in January too. My understanding is is that Biden is like less than a week away from announcing his candidacy to run again. Uh, I think once that happens, um, that and the only reason that they think it's going to be one week is apparently a whole bunch of uh, left wing uh, super donors are going to be in D.C. next week. So it's the perfect time for him to announce it because they're all going to be right there and they can all start funneling money to him. You know, Burn right there. So fire, setting fire to it. Yeah. Mother money. <laughs> exactly um but hey i don't know do they have a game next tuesday jimmy tuesday yes thursday no okay so we may or may not have a trash talking tuesday try to get it in early yeah we might film it on monday and then release it on tuesday just so you still have a trash talking tuesday uh kind of dropped the ball on that this week we were going to do it monday night and then we just got busy doing other stuff um and didn't do it but we will definitely see you again next week no matter which day it is and i'm trying to get us i'm trying to get a guest on uh i'm trying jimmy i'm trying to get i'm trying to get that girl that wanted to come on when we had big wes on uh she's a she's a hardcore liberal um completely disagrees with absolutely everything we have to say uh I'm, I'm trying to convince her. Her her concern is, and of course, this is this is the typical liberal liberal argument is, well, if I come on there, you're just going to be mean to me and bash me. I, I'm like, go back and watch any of our episodes where we, you know, talked about any of this stuff. It's not a bash. It's not a bash. We just we're just not. We're going to call you out if you come with a surface level bullshit argument on something. Well, we're not going to be mean about it. Yeah, my only concern is that, is if you are here to have an honest discussion. If you're here to have an honest discussion, we right. can discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I think the best thing you can do is just emphasize that. Hey, uh, we're gonna we we'll pre-record it. If you don't like the conversation, we don't have to post it. Um, I mean, <laughs> which we may anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be respectful of, you know, the person. Doesn't well, here's the thing. I, one thing I'm never going to do is I'm never going to not put our content out because a person that was on here, uh, you know, quits, quits halfway through. You know what well, I mean? If that's the case. Then, you know, well, <laughs> then I guess, you know, I don't know. Then, then they're not to me. Then they're not coming to have an honest discussion. Well, uh, right, but that's the problem. That's the problem with getting anybody on the left to come on the show in the first place is they don't want to have a legitimate discussion. They want to come in. They want to call us transphobes. They want to call us racist. They want to call us all these things, but they want to provide no context or no evidence for anything. Yeah, if anybody does that, that's not. Yeah, like I said, that's not an honest discussion. I'm not going to have that conversation with somebody. No, because that's when it just becomes fun time. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm, we will, uh, what, we're, I'm trying to work that out. Um, I have a couple of other uh, individuals, and I, I don't want to give too much away on this. Um, I have a couple of other individuals that may be very interesting uh, people to come on and, and talk about certain things. Um, we'll see how those work out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting that you get, you immediately, you get a yes, I'd love to do it, but then there's always, well, I gotta be careful. And I got, you know, I, I can't talk about this or I can't, you know, I can't really dive into this. And I'm like, well, why not? I mean, it's not like we're asking you, you know, you know, what, what clearance level you have and, and, you know, I think the problem too with a, a lot of the people that I know that are leftists ha haven't thought through a lot of this stuff. Sure. When they actually, you know, have their feet put to the fire. It's it. It's like, wait a minute, I'm not prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I think that's just the reality. Like you said, they're surface level thinkers, um, and it's just not it hasn't been in their life. They haven't had to really face those the really deep well yeah because they live in echo chambers right yeah I so mean, i mean i i understand it but that's what i'd like to do is expose that and that's why that's the point of the conversations in my right. opinion the point is to like let's get to the to the deeper issue like the gun debate like let's realize that the guns aren't shooting people right people are shooting people right it, so it's not the guns so, you know, but, yeah, I mean, we can get it. That's a whole don't get me sent off into that freaking atmosphere. right? Yeah, now. Well, that's just my point is like, but they everybody that just says like, hey, we need to get rid of these. I can't believe you want children dead. Yeah, it's a that's conflation. That's one of their tactics. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're going to try. We're going to try to get them on. Um, and I work, you know, probably two or three days a week. Uh, talking to some of these folks, trying to get them, trying to get them to do it, man. They just, they won't, they won't take that last, that final, I need them to take that final step. They're almost there. They're almost there. Yeah. Just, we'll do whatever, you know, do whatever you can. If you want to have just like a discussion, not, not right. an unrecorded discussion. Like here, this is some of the topics, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Eventually. Um, but Hey, Either way, whether we do it Tuesday or just next Friday, we will talk to you then. Have a great night. Have a good weekend.